0: All five of these strengths are things that if we look in the mirror, they look right back at us, they build our resilience, our thriving, and particularly, I emphasize in the book that during these turbulent times, it being able to build on those strengths helps us not only weather the storm, but actually grow.
1: I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose, appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being the why and the how of health enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my Self-Development Club. To learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Liana Leonov to the doctor's chair. Liana is an innovative global leader in lifestyle medicine, not just in terms of leading the development of the original lifestyle medicine core competencies for physicians and healthcare professionals, but also in terms of advancing the movement for integrating positive psychology, that strength-based approach to living into healthcare. Her latest book is titled Strengths in the Mirror, Thriving Now and Tomorrow, And this book shares inspirational stories from colleagues and sums up how we can all flourish through healthy lifestyles, positive activities and personal strengths. In 2018, Liana convened the first ever summit on happiness, science and healthcare, which was co-sponsored by the American College of Lifestyle Medicine and Dell Medical School, at which I was also an invited speaker and where we first met. Liana, you're very welcome to the doctor's chair.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm delighted.
1: All the way from Sacramento, California. Liana, can I start by asking you, you know, you've had a very interesting career to date, very innovative, very eclectic. Who have been the key influences in your life up to now?
0: It's a great question. And it's usually been uh, authors of books. I've been a little bit of a bookworm, a bookworm for certain kinds of books. Uh, Oftentimes they're considered the general genre of, quote, self-help but I'd like to think beyond that. Uh, And even as I was going through undergraduate, medical school, training, my side interests, you know, what really gave me a little extra boost was to take a sneak peek at the latest book from a terrific author giving advice about how to be our best selves, how to live life in a better way. Uh, So authors, like Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, uh, which is a mouthful to say, who is author of FLOW, 30 years of studying how we can have a mindful engagement with activities, how uh, we learn to engage and be motivated to do what we do. So I love the book by Edward Deechi uh, called Why We Do What We Do. I also absolutely loved Dean Ornish and his book Love and Survival, where he summarized all about relationships and social connection and our health and well-being. Of course, Marty Seligman, who's considered the founder and father of positive psychology, at least in the Western world perspective of positive psychology, uh, he wrote uh, one of his uh, earlier uh, books was uh, um, Learned Optimism and then Authentic Happiness. And I also always was interested in what makes people tick. And what makes people tick is we're all driven to contribute, driven uh, to be happy and healthy. I think I, I really believe that that is core to all of us. Uh, and so I've always been reading about that. One thing led to another. Oh, another great book is. Uh, Uh, Daniel Pink, uh, the book Drive, which is about motivators. And as I was doing this kind of more as a hobby, and at the same time, working towards my medical career and building my medical career, I eventually realized that they're not separate. They are really intricately linked and vital and to each other. And in fact, we can be more successful in medicine and healthcare if we pull them together. And uh, so yeah, that's how I, came to be doing what I'm doing now.
1: Fantastic. And of course, your own recent book, let's talk about that for a minute, Strengths in the Mirror. When you talk about, you know, describing strengths that we can each use to thrive, even in the face of adversity and difficult times. Talk to me about that. Yes.
0: uh, The Strengths in the Mirror book is on the heels of a book that I helped edit with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, which at the time was really just focused on how we can help health professionals use positive psychology for themselves and with patients. And uh, we uh, really made it very practical uh, and I I hope to continue to make it practical for our healthcare colleagues. Uh, And then I realized, but our healthcare colleagues are examples themselves. They have many stories to tell and they have stories to tell that really Pull together from what we learn in healthy lifestyles, or lifestyle medicine, and positive psychology that everyone would like to learn about, and uh, and that's how this book, Strengths in the Mirror, came about. It is really around five core strengths, uh, three of them uh, which are ones that we build with our daily habits, our routine uh, habits, and then two of them which are our natural strengths that we bring to bear to our lives, and I'll go through them very quickly. The first one is self-care, physically taking care of ourselves, eating um, a mostly plant-based whole food diet, being physically active, getting enough sleep, avoiding risky substances. Uh, The second strength is doing those positive activities, positive psychology-based activities, things like appreciating uh, even nature that gives us optimistic and positive feelings, practicing gratitude, doing acts of kindness, Uh, practicing mindfulness, uh, and so much more. So those positive activities are so important. They're pulled out as a separate strength, but they're really part of a comprehensive healthy lifestyle. And the third one is our social connections, which there's the most robust literature and science that support that the single most important factor in our health, our happiness, our longevity is those genuine social connections, whether it's with our family, with friends, or possibly even... Even with strangers. So that's the third one that we can cultivate. So all three of those self-care, positive act activities and social activities and connections we can cultivate on a regular basis as our strengths. And then we're building those daily habits on what we bring to the table naturally. Uh, In positive psychology, there's an area of character strengths. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, written about it. There's been science uh, behind these character strengths and anyone who hasn't heard about them, you can learn more about them at viacharacter.org. You can take a free survey and find out what your greatest strengths are, which are called signature strengths, Um, but there are 24. And um, we all use all of those strengths, but some come more naturally than others. And what science is showing is that if we uh, intentionally use our greatest strengths to help ourselves, whether it's on the job, with family, with friends, with hobbies, it boosts our sense of well-being. And then lastly, uh, brain strengths. And this is based on the psychiatrist Carl Jung, uh, he has these co- uh, has developed a construct of called cognitive functions. And that's kind of a little garbage uh, t- term. So I turned it into brain strengths, uh, which is how we naturally take in information from the world and how then we make decisions uh, from that information. And we each have a strength area uh, in, in taking in information and making decisions And again, if we intentionally use that over time, that contributes to our well-being. So all five of these strengths are things that if we look in the mirror, they look right back at us, they build our resilience, our thriving, and particularly I emphasize in the book that during these turbulent times, being able to build on those strengths helps us not only weather the storm, but actually grow from these turbulent experiences. And and there's also a term in positive psychology called post-traumatic growth. So doing more of these helps us grow, even no matter what the world brings us. And in fact, because of some of the challenges that the world brings us.
1: Mm, Fascinating. And I'm a real advocate for growth and for, you know, resilience and really cultivating new ways of seeing things and new ways of being in the world. And everything you've described there, Liana, to me, it makes such sense. And yet, for many people, you know, using strengths can be so difficult. Why do you think that is?
0: It's a very good question. Oftentimes, people don't uh, even think about these small things that we can do every day as even strengths. Uh, a simple thing like a joyful exchange with a, a grocery store checker can over time build as a strength. Uh, so where there's a lack of awareness uh, and people think, oh, I have to be you know, uh, if I'm going to do well with my well-being, it means, you know, hours of exercise and maybe eating what I don't want to eat and uh, just doing things that are just difficult. And so there's uh, this kind of like, okay, I that's really not for me because it's too much. And, uh, and so if we can just step back and say, no, we, we can start with the smallest steps, the littlest things, and those can grow over time. And even if they don't grow, even Just those little steps go a long way uh, to becoming our strengths and supporting us.
1: Yeah, I love that idea. You know, the power of, I call it the power of thinking small, just thinking about one small positive action you can begin to take today that will compound over time and really to appreciate how every aspect is so interconnected. And yet I I think many people, and I know this is as a family doctor, many people, whether it's from their childhood or their upbringing or their environment or their learned behavior or learned belief systems or whatever it is, will intuitively focus on their weaknesses as opposed to their strengths. And when people are under stress, and I see a lot of people under stress these days, people, you know, often stop doing the very things that will buffer the stress and embrace the stress and allow them to recharge from it?
0: Yes, absolutely. And it takes a little courage, a little practice, uh, a shift a little bit in mindset. uh, and uh, But uh, it, it really is about acknowledging our weaknesses, as you say, acknowledging what's not going so well, acknowledging maybe some of our negative emotions, embracing all of that, having that self-compassion, and then slowly, or as much time as we need, uh, really saying, well, well, what is positive here? What uh, what can I build on that's going well in my life, within myself or in, in my environment? And that building on the positive is so much more powerful than focusing on, on and fixing the deficits and fixing the weaknesses. And that's the key message is that it takes actually less effort if we build on what's already going well for ourselves to ch- change our lives and be more resilient.
1: And it's such an important point, isn't it, Leanna? It
0: is. And I want to just uh, put a shout out that uh, uh, in the Strengths in the Mirror book, we share your story and you're a great example of this, <laughs> of how you've gone through some difficult mm. times and, and were able through some uh, very basic steps, uh, be quite resilient. And so, uh, so shout out there. Thank you for sharing your story in the book.
1: Well, thanks, Liana. And, you know, even 22 years after that fire uh, that engulfed my first practice premises, I can really put my hand to my heart today and say how grateful I am for that experience. It's it's true, you know, that you can reframe things and and tough times can make people tougher and enable you to grow. You're so right. Just while we're on the book, Liana, how can people buy Strengths in the Mirror book? Is it, is it available online?
0: It is, it's available through all major distributors, uh, in, including, um, of course, uh, Amazon. Uh, we now have it both in uh, paperback, uh, ebook, and just last week it's been released as an audiobook as well. And I narrate the book myself, so I, I highly recommend that as well.
1: Congratulations. That's, that's fantastic. So Liana, as well as that, you've gone on and established the Global Positive Health Institute. Can you just tell our listeners, what is this organization and what's your vision for its role in the years ahead?
0: Thank you for that question, Mark. The, my life for over the last couple of years has been poured into starting establishing this nonprofit organization, the Global Positive Health Institute. And what nudged me in the direction of starting this new organization is that I looked around and I saw good work being down, done by my colleagues in Lifestyle Medicine. Uh, and certainly they include some positive psychology. I also was involved with the International Positive Psychology Association and seeing terrific work by positive psychology researchers uh, advancing that research, but the two didn't uh, really uh, interact very much. And so our physician friends, healthcare friends, we uh, were not exposed to, the, to this beautiful research in positive psychology and positive psychologists didn't have the benefit of having their wonderful research be harnessed and adapted and used in healthcare settings. It didn't seem that anyone was really focused on that. And I thought, well, what an opportunity uh, and what a need, what a gap. And so I stepped up <laughs> and uh, here I am uh, really pushing forward to really marry uh, the fields of healthcare and positive psychology for the benefit of all.
1: I think that's wonderful. And, you know, I I think it really highlights, Liana, whatever profession you're in, how much there is to learn from others. And you know, everyone to an extent can become siloed in their own specialty or in their own area. But really by collaborating with other professionals, you know, who may have different perspectives to your own, but who can bring great synergy. I think that's that's very, very exciting. And I think, you know, there's a really tremendously exciting future for, for medicine and for healthcare and for, you know, positive psychology and positive health.
0: Absolutely. I, I hope that Ultimately, my vision is that what we're talking about that are basic elements of health and happiness become an integral and standard part of healthcare. So not only, of course, do we practice it in everyday life, but when we go to the healthcare system, because some something has gone wrong, um, that it's not just about, certainly not about pills, just about pills or surgeries or blood tests. Uh, and uh, that it's more than even just eating healthy and exercising, it's about, what matters to us as human beings. That's the core of our health and well-being and medicine should start there and then work from the inside out.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, for me, it's, it's so interesting how interconnected all of the various elements of our health, whether it's mind, body, emotion, spirit, purpose, environments, how interconnected they really all are and how, as you said, it's starting from the inside out. And it's also really interesting how, you know, you think about how positive psychology and you were talking about gratitude and cultivating optimism and kindness, how that can improve health. But it's also interesting how exercise and movement can really improve how you think and feel, you know, how really movement in its own way is medicine. And how emotion can can your emotional state can be changed so quickly by getting up and moving.
0: Yes, that's the piece that excites me most about linking together lifestyle medicine and positive psychology. They have an undeniable, what I call reinforcing reciprocal link. So the more we do these healthy lifestyles, that boosts our mood. The more we have, uh, are in a good mood, the more likely we are to, uh, without having to work very hard, do these healthy behaviors. Um, and uh, in fact, if we can really build in positive emotions with the healthy habits that we want for ourselves, we will just naturally gravitate to wanting to do them over and over again. So they really build on each other. And it's, it's, it's beautiful music.
1: It certainly is how do you stay healthy yourself?
0: I do walking as my main exercise, as my mm-hmm. main movement. Uh, I'm fortunate to live in an area here in California where we generally have good weather. And the particular part of uh, town in Sacramento that I live in has uh, some beautiful trees. Uh, it's uh, it's actually a city of trees. And i I love to go around and hugging trees, et cetera. Uh, and then, in terms of uh, it's just naturally uh, tasty for me to eat lots of fruits and vegetables and nuts, it's just what I thoroughly enjoy. Again, it's that positive emotion. Uh, The taste of fresh raspberries, some beautiful ripe red bell peppers is is amazing. Again, I am fortunate to live in California. We have uh, agriculture and we have this available to us. That adds to my well-being. And then, of course, my social connections, my family, my friends, uh, spending time with and helping my daughter, who is 11 right now and struggling with uh, school and many other things as she's growing up. But really just being with her uh, through those struggles is meaningful to me. And uh, and, uh, it's uh, that social connection that's the heart of our well-being.
1: And if you're looking back at a younger version of you, I'm not clearly going to ask any lady her age, but what advice would you give your 21-year-old self?
0: The advice I would give myself is Mm. to trust myself more. So Mm. when I uh, started out on this journey of life, I uh, mostly tried to follow what others thought was uh, a good path for me. I had a fairly authoritarian father and parents who thought, okay, I should go into medicine. So I did that. And of course I've derived much uh, benefit from being in medicine, but over time I had to really pivot to my true self. I was more interested in the lifestyle portion than sort of traditional healthcare. And that's how I got more involved in lifestyle medicine. And then within lifestyle medicine, I was really more interested in what makes people tick about behaviors, what makes people happy. So I pivoted some more so that I could really focus on positive psychology and the work of, uh, for example, the Global Positive Health Institute. And it's taken many years for me to pivot to my true self. So had I started that, Many years ago in my younger self, I I would be that much farther along, Um, but better late than never. Trust yourself, trust who you are and what matters most to you.
1: And looking forward, if you were to look forward, you know, three, five years from now, what do you hope might be different about you then compared to right now, if anything?
0: Well, we all could benefit from intentionally using our character strengths. So I have character strengths of Leadership, uh, forgiveness, gratitude, uh, love of beauty, appreciation of beauty. I would like to bolster those strengths and apply them in my life and to help others, and also just to continue to make lovely connections with colleagues and others around the world where we have mutual interests and help each other out, uh, like our connection, <laughs> Mark and. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's just so, um, I, I, it's so satisfying, and uh, I'm, I'm delighted to have this opportunity, especially through the Global Positive Health Institute, to reach out all over the, the world, and hopefully there'll be many more countries involved with our organization three years from now.
1: And how do you define success?
0: Success to me is very simple. It's being able to live your life in an authentic way that keeps you happy. And uh, it doesn't it has not to do with outside outsiders saying, uh, wow, you know, they're making a lot of money. They have a big house, the usual or, or even that they have a lot of friends, although friends are good. Uh, it's really about being again, true to ourselves and uh, living life in a way that aligns with our values and who we are. Uh, and knowing that that is the center of our well-being and we feel it, we feel satisfied and happy, no matter what it is we're doing.
1: Wonderful. And and what makes you happy, Liana? What gives you or brings you happiness?
0: The key little piece that has always ignited me is knowing that I've turned a little light bulb on in someone else. I've shared something that I'm passionate about and they have a little aha moment and I know that they may walk away and use it in some beneficial way. And so being hopefully benevolent in that way is, is it for me. That's That makes me very happy to know that.
1: So helping others makes you happy.
0: Absolutely. Brilliant. Ex- excited.
1: Liana, can you give Our listeners, three take homes for a resilient mind.
0: A resilient mind is number one, self-compassion. We take care of ourselves and we embrace all of what we are, negative and positive and uh, know that we're human. And sometimes things don't go so well or we don't do things or think things or feel things that we would like be self-compassionate and move ourselves in a more positive direction. Number two is to a resilient mind sets goals and pursues them and celebrates the small successes along the way. Even if uh, we don't fully achieve that goal, just anything along the way is worth celebrating. Uh, So pursuing of, of our goals and Lastly, a resilient mind connects well with others, has those authentic connections with others and uh, and has that positivity resonance.
1: And finally, Liana, for you, what's the meaning of life?
0: The meaning of life is authentic, genuine connection with others. Wonderful. Like what we're having now. You're adding meaning to my life, Mark. So thank you so
1: much. <laughs> well, Liana... This has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, you know, thanks for being in the doctor's chair. Keep leading in the Global Positive Health Institute, but also keep leading in terms of the leadership you're showing in the whole area of positive health and lifestyle and medicine. Keep inspiring others around the world. And I suppose more importantly than anything else, keep being authentic, keeping true to yourself and keep being happy.
0: Thank you so much. It's uh, such a delight to have connected with you back in uh, 2018. And uh, I look forward to further collaborations. And thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Liana. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.